0: Hey Alyssa. Hey Sam. Are you ready? Ugh. I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck at the office or a traffic jam. So I'm gonna
1: take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A this is so exciting. It is exciting. Okay, so today is the uh first episode of approachable podcasts we're very excited
0: i honestly when we first started talking about this
1: like this isn't happening
0: yeah (laughs) and i kind of just like let it go because i was like i'm not gonna like push this and push this yeah and then you were like let's do a podcast and i was like yes
1: so we wanted to give a couple quick shout outs to a few people um i personally wanted to thank sammy of sammy jeffcott because she uh invited me on her podcast when I was out in London and it was just a really fun and cool experience. It was kind of my first time experiencing this platform um, and I really enjoyed it and now here we are. So thank you, Sammy. I love her so much. Um, I'll put her podcast link in the description of this as well. And I want to give a huge shout out to our
0: friend, Stephen Roberts, who made our amazing intro song. When I heard it, I was like, oh, I'm going to be singing this forever. <laughs> so his information will also be in the
1: description box. Is it a box?
0: Yep, yeah, it'll be in the description box. Thank you, Stephen. We love you.
1: For a really quick intro, my name's Sam. I am a social media influencer. I work primarily in beauty, so I do like makeup tutorials, stuff like that, both on Instagram and YouTube um that's kind of my whole whole bit my name is Alyssa
0: I am an actor no you have not seen me in anything <laughs> <laughs> and I am now doing this podcast with my good old friend Sam yeah so we basically
1: we've been friends for over 10 years yeah yeah man. Yeah. we've been friends for over 10 years so we just uh we wanted to do this as a little little outlet it's, I'm excited me too so okay I have something interesting to talk to you about okay I wanted to talk to you about imposter syndrome. Okay. Do you know what that is? Very vaguely. Okay. So basically it's like the idea that you don't deserve something or that someone deserves it more than you or you don't have, you know, the accolades to back up your accomplishments. And it was interesting because this video that I was watching about it, they were saying, like, it shouldn't even be called a syndrome because that makes it seem like it's more specific. But it's, like, almost everyone is plagued with it. Right. And I think it's so interesting because, like, when I was, when I was learning about it, I was like, this is probably so different person to person. And I feel like for me it's so different because a lot of my doubts about myself are actually brought on by other people. Because of the position that I'm in where I'm online. Right. So, you know, I have people that are not only causing me to doubt myself because they're putting these doubts in my mind by being like, oh, I think this, that, and the other thing about you, but also because there will be people praising me for something right. that I don't feel like I should be praised for. So for instance, I recently stopped accepting like free products from brands. And I had a bunch of people be like, oh, like, and the reason that I did that was because it was producing so much waste and I wasn't able to use the products enough and all that kind of stuff. And a bunch of people were like, oh, you're Mm eco-conscious. And like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it's so good to see someone who's like so eco-conscious. And I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) It made me feel like so uncomfortable because I was like, I'm not, well, I would like to be, but like, there's tons of things I do that are not eco-friendly And then I started feeling so uncomfortable. And so I'm just curious. I'm curious about, do you feel this way
0: ever? I think that I, like you said, I have such a different view on it because Mm -hmm. I'm not popular online. So I don't have this influx and large amount of people kind of passing opinions to me. But um, I do feel that I struggle with people thinking I'm better than I am, for sure. I, I totally relate to that one. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've done a lot of things in my life and wasn't the most mm, healthy person for a long time. <laughs> um, and I really struggle with viewing myself now as a mature, um, level-headed adult. Yeah. That, you know, people that I'm around these days are constantly saying about me, I guess. Um, I recently, I I quit my job as a bartender not too long ago and I had just moved to a new location and these people were saying such nice things about me and saying that I, you know, have it all together. And um, we're even talking about probably how clean my home is and stuff like that. And I'm like, how do people think these things about me? I mean, I do like to keep a tiny home and whatever. But (laughs) um, when I view myself still so much is that, you know, 19 year old party girl or whatever. Not that I'm doing those things currently, but that I still struggle with, yeah, those feelings inside my head. So yeah,
1: maybe that's... Well, and it's interesting because like the one other side of that is like people um, that like struggle with imposter syndrome are like really scared of being exposed as a fraud. And I think that's kind of more of like the experience that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking about because... That is something where like you almost don't want people to like find you out for the fact that like you don't have it all together, oh, right? Or you don't, whatever. And so now I feel kind of similarly because I'm like, oh my god, like am I going to go out in public and someone's going to see me throwing something out that should be recycled, and they're going to be like, what is this? I thought this pitch was eco friendly. <laughs> like it's it's so it's so interesting, and even you know with. Um, like, I'm trying to eat plant-based and all this kind of stuff. And, like, of course, I talk about these things online because it's, like, part of my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, am I going to be out and, like, order a side of ranch and someone's going to be, like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Like, you know, it's it's such a weird, like, gatekeeping police. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. And, like, I think that there's, like, I I, of course, like, already feel a lot of doubt about myself anyways. Like, I think we've talked about this multiple times before. But something that I really struggle with in the same realm is the fact that, my parents are, like, just the epitome of, like, blue-collar, like, so hard-working, um, you know, like, no job is beneath them, they will just work and work and work, they never call in sick, all that kind of stuff, and I feel like I look at them and I'm like, why do I have so much more than them when mm-hmm. I feel like I don't work as hard and I don't whatever, and, it, and it's interesting, too, because the one thing that I was watching about it was saying that, like, a lot of the reason why we struggle so much with these thoughts of doubt is because nobody expresses these doubts about themselves. Oh, interesting. So we only see... Like, I only see what you present to me. So, you know, I see you as, like, a very positive person. I do see you as, like, having things together. I see you as very independent, all this kind of stuff. But then you talk about being, like, I don't have it all together. And, like, my house is, like, sometimes not that tidy. And, (laughs) you know, like, and I think that that is what's difficult is I don't know what goes on inside your mind. I don't know what you're feeling in those moments i only know what i'm feeling and that's just like nothing but doubt and guilt and shame and all this right
0: i wonder why it is that we feel like we can't discuss what we're feeling inside of our own minds you know what i mean like why we don't just say yeah "Hmm, i don't feel like i have it all together like why we kind of have to put on a facade almost or maybe that's part of the imposter syndrome is
1: is feeling like like we're putting on a facade i don't know i think i think it is part of that and i think that um i think that part of like not wanting to discuss certain things is like maybe not wanting to be taken the wrong way but also like I think sometimes like pridefulness or rather embarrassment Mm -hmm. because you don't want to admit that it it, I think it does go into the um being exposed as a fraud thing because like you don't want to admit that you aren't this thing that people think you are Mm -hmm. because you're like is this going to conflict with how I've been portraying myself or is that just how that person's perceiving me And I think that's something that I struggle with because online, I obviously have an idea of how I'm portraying myself and how I must come across to people. But sometimes when I read comments and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, wow, that's completely different from what I meant or, you know, like, I just can't believe they're taking me this way. Um, I recently had read a comment about myself where someone was saying that I was, like, very manipulative. And I was, like, so, like, shook to my core about it because I was, like is that how I'm perceived? Like, I'm like, am I am I manipulative? I don't know. And like, I think that's something that I struggle with so much is that like, I I find that it's so easy for other people to warp my vision of myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I think in the same way that we don't express these doubts about ourselves, we also don't often have people express doubts that they have about us. Whereas I feel like <laughs> I'm exposed to people's doubts about me oh right constantly yeah and so I think that it's like it's so easy for me to warp my opinion of myself because of that because I'm like oh shit like am I manipulative like was I doing that to be manipulative I I don't know and then I start like questioning everything I'm doing and saying
0: yeah it's almost like you're basing your self-worth off of what other people are saying at that point too and um yeah doubting your inner monologue yeah and then wondering if what everybody else like what they are perceiving must be true or whatever
1: well yeah because I think that um like if I came to you and I sat you down and I was like Alyssa listen I think you're super manipulative I think you're kind of a shitty friend I think whatever even if you knew that wasn't true before that conversation I think after the conversation you'd be like oh fuck yeah of course yeah and like it's just it's so unnatural to be exposed to that doubt and I think that it it makes it even more on I think that because people are so able to express doubts about others online it makes it even harder to discuss those doubts you have about yourself in person because you don't want to be um you know paralleled with this with these flaws
0: yeah and you also don't want to make whatever other people are saying true yeah 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 I I struggled for a really long time trying to create on purpose a facade
1: oh really yeah
0: that I had everything together that um you know I had a new car I had a good job I was in school yeah for psychology I had an apartment that I paid for it was furnished I had some groceries <laughs> soup mostly, and I was really spiraling in like my mental health in what I was doing, the things that I was doing, and to the average person, I mean, I got up every morning, I put on my makeup and went to work and stuff. but to the people who truly knew me, um, it was really hard for i I really didn't spend any time with the people who knew me really well because they could see through my shit. <laughs> yeah. And so I started to um separate myself from those people because you know, I wanted to keep the facade alive. Yeah. And uh then finally once I came out on the other side, I think that it was hard for me because I still want people to think of me a certain like way. Highly.
1: You want it, people to think of you highly?
0: Yeah, exactly. I want people to think of me in a good way, but now it's it is true, I think. I think that I do have it, you know, a little bit more figured out. But then now I think because I created that facade before, I must be doing it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like you feel like you aren't out of that habit. Yeah. And so this is like what I'm interested in. Do you feel like that facade that you were creating was more for you or more for other
0: people? I think it was kind of fifty fifty well, I think it was probably eighty twenty actually I think it was more so for me <laughs> mm. um because I wanted to seem like I had everything together since I can remember I wanted the white picket fence with the backyard and you know breakfast on the table and stuff like that. I wanted a you know quote unquote normal life, yeah, and I don't think that I really had that that kind of upbringing so. I kind of wanted to try to pretend once I was... Create that. Yeah, exactly, an adult. And I just, I wasn't doing that. And so I wanted to make it seem like I was doing that more so. Um, And I think it is really easy to trick people too, which is a scary thought. Because I did have a lot of people (laughs) really fooled for a long time. Um, You know, just because you can look on the outside to things and think, okay, yeah, like I said, car, job, apartment, school... That's That seems pretty normal. Yeah. But if you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, right? Um, and then I think that I did want to kind of protect some of the people in my life, you know, my family and some friendships that I did want to keep that I knew weren't going to stand the test of what, you know, the life that I was leading or whatever. And uh, I think that that was, you know, ultimately dentri- detrimental because you you should just always be honest with the people that you love. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it was more so preservation of the other people because you also don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, I'm I'm not a serial killer or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was more so my pride. Mm. Yeah. If I could be really honest.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because I feel like, um, you know, like you're talking about like wanting to keep up a facade and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like, I've wanted so much to do the opposite. I feel like I've wanted to be very forthcoming with what I'm going through and stuff like that. And it's interesting because I'm almost always met with animosity when I do. Like when I tell friends or even family sometimes that like, you know, I'm having a hard time with like work or blah, blah, blah. Um, Or if I say that online, like, you know, I'm struggling, whatever kind of thing. It's interesting how many people are like, well, you're so ungrateful, you're so this you're so that and and to me, I'm like, this is so odd because, like it can't be that you don't sometimes feel that way about work or you don't sometimes have you know problems with your relationship or you feel inadequate or whatever, like all of these kinds of things, and I just think it's like we're so um accustomed to not discussing anything and making it seem like we have this incredible life that's so fabricated because there are so many people that are trying to. Put forth this facade that to hear somebody be like no I'm feeling shitty we're like what are you doing you piece of shit <laughs> like yeah. you know it's like it, it feels so much more like you are ungrateful and you are just whining and you are whatever because it's almost like shut up like keep that to yourself like we all have to
0: mm-hmm yeah I that's so interesting I I don't feel that way about you I will preface this by Thank saying you. you're welcome <laughs> however I don't know if this is any better. Um, (laughs) I uh, struggle a lot with like chronic pain and chronic sickness Mm. and stuff like that. And I do notice myself being less compassionate to other people because I feel like I have to get up every day and do this. Yeah. I'm getting up and I'm, you know, managing you or doing this or that. um, And I have to put a smile on my face and just fucking suck it up basically. Um, And I don't like that part of myself. And outwardly, again, coming back to the imposter syndrome, uh, which is really just being an imposter at this point. um, Outwardly, I'm being kind and gracious and comforting or whatever. But inwardly, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, You know, so I am kind of putting on that facade in that place. And of course, I'm talking about like a a place of work. And everybody has certain feelings about that. But it is, you know, I don't like that part of myself.
1: Do you feel like you are more likely to like judge people or do you feel like you're more likely to be like oh yeah they do deserve to be in that position when it comes to success yeah when it comes to anything like do you feel like you're more likely to be like oh why is that person like doing this like why are they like like almost like what the narrative is for like oneself of like why am I here why do I have this Mm. why like do you feel like you look at other people and say why do they have that? Or do you feel like you look at other people and be like, oh, yeah, well, of course they have that because they're this, that, and the other thing?
0: In that scenario, I, I definitely see why certain people have what they have, mm. right? Like, I don't look at the Kardashians and go like, oh, they're not talented, yeah. you know? Um, well, they play their cards for right, me, basically, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And um, I've said that time and again about a, a lot of, you know, YouTubers or people on social media. Um, there's a reason that I'm not where those people are. And yeah. It's because I chose to take a different path. It's it's though, the, you know, we all have these choices, and I chose to go the nine to five route and make the nine to five money. Whereas, and that that wasn't uh, dangerous for me. Yeah, it was not really that scary. I wasn't breaking any societal norms. It was just easy. And other people like yourself made kind of you know scarier choices. Yeah, and you know, greater the risk, greater the reward, in in my opinion.
1: I think it's so funny because I think a lot of people actually do, like, what we think and worry about ourselves, I think a lot of people actually do think that about others. I think a lot of people do look at other people and say, like, why the fuck is that person doing so well? Why do they deserve this money? Why do they blah, blah, blah? And I feel like when I first started in this industry, it was quite a bit younger, obviously, I was 19 but I thought that all the time. I would look at people and be like, why, why are they getting this job? Why are they growing so quickly? Um, and, and I think that was almost worsened when I met a lot of these people in person because I was like, oh, on top of the fact that I feel like you don't deserve your success, you're also a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst. Like, it's so, It was so frustrating for me to watch other people be praised – for something that wasn't accurate and I think that because I've moved past that and I don't feel that way anymore, I feel that much more guilty when people do praise me for things that I'm like, no, 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 like that's not the situation, that's not how I feel, whatever. Because because I did used to look at people and be like, yeah, you don't deserve that. But that almost disallows you to be proud of your own success. Oh, absolutely it did. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, and I think that that's the thing is like, it's not like I felt good about myself I didn't feel good because I felt bitter and like I felt I felt angry so even when success did come I still felt like it wasn't good enough or it wasn't whatever you know what I mean like and I was still annoyed because I wanted that other person to get what like I thought they like deserved quote unquote you know like it's It's, like what do you mean like a bad thing or like a Yeah, like, I think that, like, when, like, for instance, like, when I would meet people in the industry that I really thought were, like, just so shitty, like, I met them, and I was like, wow, like, you are just a piece of crap, like, you're really rude, Mm -hmm. and you're crappy to servers, and, you know, like, whatever, just different stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I would look at that person and be like, like, I wish people knew the real you. Right. Because I see all of these people like praising you and just like bowing down to you and thinking you're like this fantastic person. And I'm like, that's not accurate. Mm -hmm. You are a freaking imposter. (laughs) And I want I wanted to freaking like I wanted people to be exposed. Absolutely. And I think that it was just really a matter of me being young and I was insecure because I wanted to be successful. But now that I've moved past that and I feel quite the opposite, actually, like I feel like I look at most people and I'm like, oh, yeah, you absolutely deserve that. And I have no idea what I'm doing here. I feel like that I feel so guilty, so guilty when people are trying to praise me for things. And even um, recently, you know, people were I, I stopped I stopped editing my body in photos and it wasn't a decision that I, first of all, was making for other people. I was making it for myself because that was a conversation that you and I actually had where we were looking back at old photos and we were just kind of like, you know, we, we look back at all these old photos all the time and we're like, oh, I look so good there. I was so fit. I was so this. I was so that. But we were forgetting the fact that we had edited those photos. Mm-hmm. And after we had had that conversation, I was like, okay, I, I need to like cut this out because I don't like that. I want to look back at these photos and be like, okay, like that was accurate and that was like what I was feeling at the time. And I still felt good, and I still felt like I looked good, and whatever. That was a decision that I made for myself, not for other people. And so, when all of these people started praising me for it and being like, you're so brave, and you're this, and you're that, and like you're an inspiration to me, and You know, like, just like all of these things, I was almost like, I don't want this. Like, I I don't, I don't want people to pat me on the back for it because like, it was something that was like, to me, a really simple decision that I made for myself. And there was one side of people that were just over the top praising me, which made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, I'm not like this, you know, like pinnacle of, of body positivity or anything like that. This isn't even something that I talk about super frequently, you know, like, and I, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want you guys to think I'm the voice for this. This was just like a single decision that I made for myself. And then on the other hand, there were all these people that were like, oh, so you got popular and rich (laughs) by editing your body. And now that it's cool to be relatable, you stopped editing your body, which you're also going to profit from. And so it was kind of like I am I felt like with that particular decision, I was like I'm being pulled in so many different directions with so many people's expectation of me and then my own expectation of myself and feeling like was that a decision that I made to, to like profit? Like was that something that I like was that in the back of my mind? I don't know. And then it makes all of these things that like maybe at one point I was proud of and I was like, you know what? That was a good thing. Like that was a good thing. I feel like almost like the ins- the onset of imposter syndrome comes a little bit later because sometimes there's things that I do for myself and I'm like, yes. And then once I get all of this feedback about it, positive and negative, it's like I'm, I, I feel so – it's like such a roller coaster. Yeah, you like doubt your
0: initial intentions. Yeah, I do. Yeah. This is something that's so interesting with you too because I do think that you're an inspiration to a lot of people and – we just don't get to choose who thinks that we're an inspiration, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that it's so important for, I mean, yeah, us as a collective to be proud of what we accomplish
1: yeah,
0: and the choices that we make and um, not being the pinnacle of a movement doesn't mean that it's not still a good movement. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that the more that people do start to, kind of latch on to those sorts of things
1: the more it's gonna it's the trickle effect right do you think that a part of why like this might be so rampant in society is that like do you think that being prideful of yourself is taboo
0: yeah yeah because i think that people are so scared of looking conceited yeah i think that we're taught from a really which what a backwards Yes. But we're taught from such a young age to not be conceited. I specifically remember having to say all the time, you know, I'm not trying to be conceited. Yeah. You're always having to preface that conversation before you say, but I'm really proud of this demo reel or, but yeah. I'm really proud of this picture or something like that. Um, and yeah,
1: that is really sad. Well, and I think that's something that I always have to do too. I find myself in a lot of videos increasingly, especially being like, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I don't think I'm like, you know, this like godsend for this topic. Like I, I feel like I have to say that a lot because I know that that's the direction people are going to head in. As soon as I say, this is how I feel about something, or this is something that I'm doing differently. People are immediately hopping on to be like, wow, you sure think you're fucking dope. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I did for a second. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's such a trend on YouTube right now, too, is having to have this like four minute long disclaimer Ugh, before yeah. anything. Yeah. It's as a consumer, because I'm not, you know, like in the social media, really. Um, it's so funny to me because I'm not in the industry. And I know that in the industry, you have to do that because of, you know, your immense following. Yeah. Um, not just you, but all of the other people that I watch as well and it's so interesting to me is how I feel a somewhat normal person being like I don't I would never think that
1: yeah it's interesting that you bring that up because um so one of my friends is um you know another youtuber she was decluttering and so she was just getting rid of a bunch of makeup like donating some and giving some to friends and stuff like that and then the stuff that was expired throwing out but she had to give this like massive disclaimer at the beginning of that video being like okay guys like you know I'm so appreciative and I'm so glad and I'm so blah 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 but like you know like I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask friends to take what they need first and then I'm gonna give some to local makeup artists and then I'm gonna give it to women's shelters and then I'm gonna do that like you know like she had to which like when you really stop and think about it it's like it's your stuff yeah like why should you even need to to do this you know why should anyone have an opinion on what you're doing with your things Mm -hmm. and like i i do i do understand the premise of of you know the people that are like well you put yourself out there and now you have some kind of responsibility but again it goes back to the fact you are putting that responsibility on me i didn't undertake that responsibility i didn't say i want to be a role model for this thing or the other Mm -hmm. you decided i'm a role model for that because of things that i talked about but it's it's just like you can talk about anything else in your life and i don't decide that that's now your like master's degree you know like yeah and and i think that it's it's just it is really interesting like how many disclaimers people have to give because there is this like outrage over things that it's like is this even like is this even a cause of yours are you actually even really offended about this or is it just something that you feel like people can jump on with you and then why like you're just trying to get a pat on the back which in and of itself is shitty yeah yeah I agree with that. I think that a lot of people are
0: just trying to get the popular vote. Yeah. You know, and not, well, YouTubers too, some of them, but yeah, a lot of commenters or whatever, they're just, they're, yeah,
1: I don't even know where to go with that, but. I think there are a lot of people who, they aren't actually as passionate about certain things that they're talking about as they let on. I think it's just more so that, I I think it's like they're making up for something because- Mm. They feel like, you know, that maybe they're not contributing enough or, you know, maybe they're not heard enough or whatever. And so they do just want to say this thing that they know is going to get response from other people and get some people riled up. And I'm not talking about, you know, like actual topics that matter, like racism and sex and all those kinds of things. Dumb shit dumb shit like being upset about what someone's doing with their old leftover four-year-old makeup you know stuff like mm-hmm. that like because 100 percent, absolutely i think there's like need for like public outcry about actual problems but there's so many people who they're literally just reading into something and deciding that that's fact well and i think a lot of these people too they don't have a why behind why mm-hmm. they're upset
0: i think that one person or whatever one group or whatever has come up with okay well now it's it's inappropriate to get rid of your old makeup and and then there's all of these
1: parrots being like oh this isn't good this is but there's no there's where's the why well and i think a lot of people too are completely unrealistic with um you know like like These people are human and this kind of goes back into the imposter syndrome thing because we don't talk about our own doubts. We don't talk about our own flaws and like that is so taboo. And I think because of that, it results in these people that are so like holier than thou and they're they're unwilling to be realistic about like, okay, first of all, this person has had this makeup forever. Secondly, they shouldn't have to explain themselves to you. And like, you know, it's like all of these different kinds of things – It's so easy to take things out of context. It's so easy to kind of like shift things to make it seem like something that it's not. But if you're being realistic, you know that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know this person isn't a piece of shit for decluttering their stuff the same way that you would declutter any of your stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually, if we want to turn the mirror inwards, because there are a lot of people that are like, send it to me. You should be sending it to your subscribers. That (laughs) That was a lot of her comments and stuff. And it's like, but hold on a second. If you're actually being realistic... First of all, how entitled of you? And secondly, why? how does it make any sense for this person to package up all this crap, pay to send their old used makeup to you when they can declutter it really how they wish?
0: Well, and that's the thing, too, is I feel like I see a lot of this stuff about um, waste. I, I mm. feel like that's what people are really worried about. And if you're talking about
1: waste, honestly... It doesn't create any less waste to friggin' ship it out to it you. It creates
0: more. Yeah. You know, because, well, like, do you want the pallet to get broken or whatever? Okay, in a bubble mail or, you know. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. And again, that is one of the, the huge reasons that you decided to stop accepting PR. And I, I mean, that's like a whole other tangent, but that's the thing is people aren't, they don't have a clear enough why. Yeah. So they can't explain it. And they just, yeah. you know, it is just selfish.
1: Well, and and I think a lot that's that goes for a lot of the things that people are outraged about that it's like it's over nothing like, again, not about actual topics, but the things that people get outraged about is so ridiculous, so over the top. I saw a Twitter thread recently where people were complaining about um, uh, people not responding to their comments. And they were like, you know, this is ridiculous. There's an account that has like However many hundreds of thousands of followers that responds to everybody's comments, so you can't tell me that if you have a hundred thousand followers, which is far less than this other person, that you don't have the time and it's like wh- hold on, like take a step back and actually be realistic about this because you don't know this person's schedule, so in the same way that like i don't know any of the kind of doubts that you have about yourself, and so then I can't form like a full opinion of you because I only see what you portray. It's the exact same thing. I don't know what's going on in everybody else's life. So the person that has less followers could still be working a full-time job. They could still have – they could have kids. Like who knows what's going on in their life that's making it – but also why do they have to respond to your comment anyways? Why does that make them a good or not good person? Because you commented and you feel like you deserve a response – and, like, of course, I'm sure that that person was, like, more than – like, it was just ecstatic about having support and stuff like that. But why, why does it have to be, you know, something where they have to live up to these expectations that they don't even know you have of them? Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I struggle with a lot as well. And it's part of the reason why I, I have a hard time doing, like, meet and greets and stuff is because I feel like when I'm meeting people, I'm, I'm, I'm frantic – because I'm trying to live up to what this person is expecting but that's going to be different from what the next person is expecting
0: yeah exactly and
1: so on and so forth and I'm like I don't know what any of you are expecting frankly and I remember one time I met this girl I was um I was in New York with my mom and we just had like a bunch of time to kill before our flight so we were like we were like okay let's just go to a movie and chill so we went to this movie and um the lady that was, like, working behind the counter, like, at the, like, snack counter or whatever, she was, like, oh, like, you're Samantha. I was, like, yeah, it's really nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, oh, my God, this is so weird. And I was, like, what? And she was, like, you, like, don't, like, swear in person. Like, like you, I expected you to be, like, swearing and stuff like that because you, like, swear in your videos. And I was, like, oh, I'm just, like, ordering popcorn from you. Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know where I would have slipped in a swear kind of thing. But it's, like, even things like that, I'm, like, you were expecting so – you had you had a vision of me – because like I portray myself, and then you fill in the blanks. But I'm like you—you you had this, this expectation of me that I could—I could never have known. First of all, I didn't know that you knew me when I walked in here. But secondly, I could have never have known what you wanted me to to do or say, which was clearly <laughs> give me some fucking popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I just think I just think that's such an interesting part of, part of this as well because like it does lead you to feeling like. Like, I left that interaction feeling like, am I, like, do I really put on for the camera? Hmm. Like, do I really, like, amp up, like, how much I swear or, you know, like, and then I was like, ooh, like, do people not think I'm as funny in person or well-spoken or whatever because, like, I'm obviously editing where I can to, like, make it more comedic or take out all my ums and likes and such and so forth, even though I still have a shit ton in my freaking videos. (laughs) And I left that interaction just like doubting myself so much. And I feel that way when I do a lot of meet and greets. Yeah. This is,
0: there's a lot of self-doubt on the other side of this table. There is, there is. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so different having your experience of such a multitude of people just critiquing you or judging you constantly. Yeah. And I think that it's hard for people to relate because they can't. If they're not in your shoes, they can't relate. Yeah. And then so you kind of maybe feel like you ha- you can only stick with the influencer group to relate to you.
1: Yeah. And then that's also very lonely as well. It is because the industry in general is like people are very secretive and and nobody nobody wants to seem again like they're not doing well and I think that that's like so much like it's on a completely other level with influencers because I think we are so used to the majority of us at least really really portray a life that isn't realistic Mm -hmm. we portray something that's so over the top so lavish so glamorous so successful so whatever And I think because we're so used to that, when we get together with other influencers, it's really hard to be like, yeah, man, I'm kind of struggling. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, like people want to be like, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm going to Bali next month. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And like, it's it's interesting because like pretty much the only people that you really can relate to, you don't get the chance to because they are, both of you are trying to portray something that's so much bigger than it is so you don't want to talk about these doubts and it goes back to this whole problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, and those are such surface level friendships at that point because yeah, yeah there's no real connection there. You're just like, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me pick up my Fendi. Is mm. Fendi cool?
1: You know, touch and go. It's making a comeback maybe. I think so. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like what kind of doubt do you experience in your life?
0: What kind of now doubt? Now as I? as
1: somebody that's not public, uh Like I
0: said, I doubt that I have it together as much as people think that I do. Mm. Um, Something I recently started struggling with is anxiety.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's such situational anxiety. So I feel like people, people are surprised when they figure out that I have anxiety. Because I am so outgoing, and um, I don't know, see, that sounds like I'm like conceited. But I do, I feel like I'm good in social situations, and I had a very outgoing job, and whatever. And so when people find out that I do suffer from pretty bad anxiety, actually. Um, On the scope of things, who knows? But anyway, for me, it is because I also wasn't born with it. Yeah. It started. It came on. I don't know if it came on after my car accident or what happened, but um, it started being that anytime I got up in front of a room of people or was doing anything that people could like doubt me for, like even going to the bank. Mm. I I wouldn't be able to talk to a bank teller sometimes because I was like, oh, do they think that I don't have enough money? You know, (laughs) like just crazy stuff. Like, did I not do my makeup so they're not going to treat me well? Like it was, it's just so crazy. These people think that I have it all together and I'm like, okay, well, I'm basically like my voice inside my head, not right now, but my, like my voice inside my head is like shaking or my heart is beating so fast that I'm wondering like, can you hear it? Um, Meanwhile, they're telling me, you know, how great they think I am Yeah. or days when I just cannot get motivated to get out of bed or to take a shower or whatever because I'm having like a really hard day and people are always saying you're so happy you're so positive and it's like but I'm not Yeah, (laughs) you know then I have all these like thoughts inside of my head where I'm like I'm never gonna make it am I you know am I you know mooching off of my friends too much or am I taking too many risks or whatever and then people are like you're such a good friend you're such a this and it's like am I yeah am I a good friend how many times did I drive you around today, Sam? (laughs) None. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just these little things in my head that it's like, okay, it's this constant dialogue of, are you good enough? Yeah. You know, or um, are you living up to people's expectations of you? Yeah. And expectations that I didn't even know that I had. Again, like you were kind of saying, uh, and not even expectations, but the way that people are perceiving me. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing that people thought about me is that I have it together. It's in my head. I'm like, mm mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time it kind of, like, dawned on me, like, truly how much, like, guilt I was dealing with. Um, I was feeling – I was having a really, really hard time with, like, stuff with my job and stuff like that. This was a few years ago. And I remember um, I I woke my boyfriend at the time up at, like, 2 a.m. And I was sobbing. And he was like, what's wrong? (laughs) And I was like – I feel, like, so guilty because, like, everyone tells me that, like, I should be so grateful and so happy and, like, I'm so successful and I'm so this and I'm so that. And I felt so shitty and so guilty because I was, like, I don't feel that about myself. I don't feel like – and not even a matter of, like, at that time it wasn't a matter of, like, do I deserve this? It was more so, like, what I had accomplished at that time – maybe looked really impressive from the outside but for me I was like this isn't the goal that I'm working like I'm not I'm not at my goal end you know what I mean like I was like I'm getting there but like that this isn't where I want to be and so I'm not super happy with where I'm at and I don't feel really accomplished and stuff like that and and not not again not in a way that I felt like I didn't deserve where I was at but I didn't feel like I was at anything to write home about like I didn't feel like I was doing anything particularly you know whatever and I, and I still feel like I struggle with that where it's it's hard to constantly be told or to to realize what people think of your life versus what you think of your life because you obviously know all the ins and outs and that kind of goes back to the whole thing where it's like you don't know what I'm thinking you don't know what I experience you don't know you know like did I get in an argument with my boyfriend last night and you just aren't aware and whatever kind of thing and you maybe are looking at my relationship being like, oh, they never fight. And like, I was fighting with my boyfriend this morning. You know, like, it's so easy to look at everything else in someone else's life and be like, man, they just, they do have it all together and they are paying all their bills and they, they just get along so great with their partner and they get along so great with their friends and, you know, they're doing so good at work and blah, blah, blah. Like, but who knows what's going on?
0: Yeah, that's that made me think of something actually. When I was traveling with my old company, I was in Toronto and I remember one of my friends said that their dad was telling his friends how well I had it together and how successful I was and how well I was doing and was kind of reiterating all of the accomplishments basically that yeah. that I was so young to have or whatever and I remember hearing that and being like what (laughs) (laughs) you know I I didn't feel like I was accomplishing much I felt like the opportunities that I had were very exciting Mm. for you know who I had been in the previous years but I didn't again I didn't feel like that's what I was meant for yeah you know I had all of these hopes and dreams when I was younger and here's my time to do it and this is what i'm doing yeah right and meanwhile i'm sitting in my apartment crying drinking liters of vodka basically <laughs> <laughs> and uh people are praising me for it because yeah. again it's so easy to look at the outside and think wow you're doing so well
1: yeah but you know if you put on <laughs> a facade <laughs> yeah. it's you know and i think sometimes i think sometimes like people are actively putting on facades like you feel like you were but i think there's a lot of times where you're just fucking living mm-hmm. but somebody else is like putting forth that facade on your behalf and being like oh this is what their life is that fucking lucky bitch yeah and and i think it's so it it really it like completely like comparison is the thief of joy absolutely because the thing that is so funny is that i as an influencer, as somebody that works in, you know, like on online, I know what goes into these posts. I know what goes into these videos. I know that people are, you know, over-exaggerating and leaving out the shitty parts and making it seem like all that's going on is like glamorous and beautiful and amazing. I know that's what's happening and I know the editing and all that kind of stuff. But I still look at other people's lives and I know that those people's lives aren't like that. And I'm like damn yeah (laughs) like they got a fucking good life and like it's it's so it's so frustrating that like even though I do have this knowledge I, I still I still struggle with it and actually um this was something else that that video I was hearing about this from was saying that was kind of interesting to me um because something that people say to me a lot about like working online and stuff they're like well but like so many people tell you that they love you and that they think you're great and whatever. And this video was talking about how um, that basically does, like, nothing for imposter syndrome. Like, like positive feedback does, like, very little. And actually, people are more likely to be um, impacted by people saying that they also struggle with that. Because, like, it's so rare right. <laughs> that people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm having relationship problems, too. Or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So it's so easy to just compare yourself. And even if people are like, no, you have a great life. Or, no, you guys, you know, whatever. Like... Or like you are good looking or you have a great body, you know, like it, it doesn't make a difference in the same way that if someone was like, oh, yeah, I struggle with that as well. It's so much easier for you to be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not just me. Yeah.
0: I'm not the only one who's feeling this way. I feel the same way. I, th- I think about anxiety. I know that's uh, a little off topic, but I have a friend who struggled really badly with anxiety as well. And they told me kind of the way that they – got over it and whatever. And it really made it feel less scary for me. Yeah. It just made me feel like, you know what? There are other people in the world with this. And the more that I'm honest about that, the more people tell me that they have anxiety or that even that they don't notice that I'm having it. Because my biggest fear with anxiety is... People see it. That people can tell. And that's even worse. Because if I get up say I'm um, in my scene study or something where I'm uh, in a room full of people having to perform a scene. I get up there and I say, I'm having really bad anxiety. My palms are sweating immediately. I I feel like I can feel myself coming back to reality. Yeah. But if I get up there and I don't say anything, I'm like it. Oh, it just, it builds and builds and builds. And it's so interesting because it's like, it's almost like trying to keep up (laughs) that persona or whatever, that everything's
1: okay. Um, it makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a similar thing um because so I deal less with anxiety more with depression. And I, I think like depression is such a it's such a tricky one because it's so easy with, men, with any mental illness really, it's so easy to um have your thoughts kind of warped by it and be like, "Oh, is this like actually how I feel or is this depression talking or anxiety talking or so on and so forth?" Um And I do feel like that was something that was really helpful for me, too, because with with my depression, um, when I'm in a really, really low place, I struggle to do anything. And so I struggle with the guilt of being like, okay, Jesus Christ, like, just just take a shower. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I struggle with that because I'm like, I know that this task is easy. I know I can do this. I know I should be doing this, but I can't. I can't. And I feel so guilty and so embarrassed and so, like, ashamed because I'm, like, I'm such a lazy piece of shit Mm -hmm. without just acknowledging, like, it's just depression and I'm going to get through it. Um, But, you know, hearing – talking to other people about it and hearing other people go through the same thing absolutely makes me feel so much better because I'm, like, okay, like, first of all, I can step out of my mind and be, like, I'm the worst. I suck. I'm lazy. I'm this. I'm that. I can step out of that and be, like, no – I have depression, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm struggling with right now. But I, I don't, I'm not suddenly lacking in all of this, these other things that make me a good person. That's just being overshadowed right now by this. Do you ever feel
0: scared to talk about your depression because people might gatekeep you on it? How so? Um... I guess for me, when I talk about the fact that I have anxiety, I almost get scared to say it because I obviously don't have anxiety as bad as, you know, some people, some like so-and-so or so-and-so, right? Um, So I almost, yeah, I feel scared about it. Do you ever feel scared to talk about depression for that reason or do you feel very, like, comfortable?
1: I think that, like, I do feel, I, I think I feel more scared because I don't want people to think I'm ungrateful Mm. because I don't want to have to deal with like having to sit there and explain myself because I'm just like I don't that's not who I am like I'm not very emotional in that way you know what I mean I'm not someone who sits there and and is like gushing over situations because for me like things just kind of come and go and like I'm not super attached to money or fame or success or you know experiences or whatever things that are like more personal or what's more like important to me and so I think that um you know I I struggle with talking about depression because I don't want people to say I'm ungrateful and then have to sit there and have that uncomfortable conversation where I'm like no I am grateful I know my job is easy I know this I know that because like I don't I don't want to say I don't care about my job but like my job isn't the end-all be-all to me it's not what makes me happy it's not what makes me like a full person it's something that I do enjoy and I'm grateful for my position in life but if it, if I didn't have my job, it's not like I would have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I think I struggle with that of being like, um, you know, being kind of misconstrued, I guess. Um, but it's interesting that you ask that because there are actually a lot of people who, as soon as I said I have depression, anytime time I was like, oh, like we did this, we had such a good time, ha ha ha, People will be like, I thought you had depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like, first of all, clearly you don't know what depression is. (laughs) But it's like, you know, you think that because I have depression, I'm not allowed to be happy. I'm not allowed to whatever. Um, Or they'll start telling me, well, of course you're depressed because of this. Well, of course, because you don't do this, because you don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And so... I think if anything, I'm more so scared because I don't want to deal with the judgment of people thinking I'm ungrateful and because I don't want people, um, telling me how I should be behaving, be behaving based on the fact that I'm saying I have depression.
0: Right. And everybody's experience with mental health is completely different. So
1: different. So different. Yeah. Because, and I think, and I think the struggle as well is that a lot of people from the outside just simply do not understand mental health if they've never dealt with it and it is hard to understand because if I sit here and say like when I'm so depressed I can't take a shower I can't comb my hair I can't whatever people are like just wouldn't just do it (laughs) like what do you mean like how 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 can you not do these things and they don't understand that feeling and similarly with anxiety you know it's so easy to tell an anxious person like it's fine (laughs) yeah and they're like yeah i know it's fine but like it it doesn't change anything um and i think that that's it, it comes it comes back to all of these same things i mean so many of these problems that we experience in our life they are very universal they're just ubiquitous with like human nature but because there is this layer of secrecy secrecy, because we're expected to keep mom about it and not talk about these things, that's what perpetuates all of these problems, really. Right. And, and you know, like, if we were able to be more open about things like imposter syndrome, if we were able to be more open about mental health, if we were more able to be open about relationship problems and friendship problems and, you know, addiction problems, all of these kinds of things, like, truly think about how different the world would be. Think about how much quicker and and easier we would be able to cope with things and deal with things because we wouldn't be just trying to, like, truck it out alone, basically. What if the, the world was more approachable? And what if? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, that's everything for, for us
0: today. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of the podcast. We're really excited to get started. and Yeah. Thank
1: you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Peace out. Bye.